0: G'day everyone, it's Geordie here and you also have Steph and you are listening to this week's newest episode of Spooky Mountain mm. and I'm very excited Steph to hear what you
1: have coming up this week. What's your story? Oh, yeah, weird one. Oh, uh, weird one, cool. I changed this a few times um, Oh yeah, because I started off, on, I can't even remember what the first idea was but ended up on this one which I have never heard of before and okay. I got into it and I thought it was really cool. So it is, it's a bit of a history one, like a historic location mm-hmm. that has um, quite recently been discovered, but there's so much weirdness around it. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's a very strange one and it can go into so many different directions where it's like what What does this mean? Does this mean anything? Um it's very strange. It's oh a very God. strange one. Yeah. I have no idea what, you, what it I don't, possibly not I would be so surprised if you knew what it was cuz I mean, I had no idea so. Yeah, yeah, if you've got no idea then I've got no fucking yeah, no, idea. No, no I way. mean, you are... I'd be surprised if anyone knows what this is but yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's, exciting. It's cool. What about yours? Uh so mine is a possession. I'm on Hell yes. week number 3 of spooky, spooky shit. Yeah, fuck, you've been getting some real I, spooky no, ones in there. And it's not intentional either. I don't mm. mean to. I just, I, I'm so drawn to the, super, sp-
1: the yeah. spoopy,
0: spoopy ones. The spoopy, spooky the ones. The spoopy, spooky ones. So I think as soon as I discover or I research a really freaky one, mm. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. I'm yeah. so into this shit. Okay, um, good, good. But this is one that I'm sure you have heard of. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have heard of it. Okay. Um, but I'm getting into, like, the details of
1: Ooh. of this case. The nitty-gritty of it all. The nitty-gritty, yes, that's okay. true. yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Well, mine, I don't know if mine's scary. It could be. No, it is pretty. Fu- it's just very odd that makes you feel uncomfortable. So, Oh, I like those ones. Yeah. But um, yours is going to just... Yeah, really top it off at the yes, end it and is. just make sure no one sleeps, which is yes. what we want to do. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, if you would like to support us or the show and you love what we do, we have a Patreon. So we've got all the links in the show notes. Our Patreon is where – so there's two tiers you can sign up to. Um, They've got what they include – Uh, in the bottom but uh yeah we've got exclusive posts we do special videos we've got a private discord group um so lots of benefits that you get when you sign up um and yeah otherwise if not it would be amazing if you could leave us a review or a rating on the podcast app because that helps us grow a lot so that would be a fucking awesome if you could just Mm -hmm. leave us a sweet ass review
0: yeah, I mean, if you don't leave us a review, I'm going to break into your house and <laughs> hide under your bed and tickle well, your feet when you're asleep because you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a creep like that. Yeah. Um, also, we are we're mainly active on Instagram and Facebook and other various social media platforms. Uh, But yeah, Instagram, Facebook is where it's at for Spooky Mountain. Mm. So follow along if you want to kind of watch what we're doing and get updates and also get all our social images. Uh, But you can find, like, all our links to our social media on our website as well as our show notes Mm. underneath the episode, in the episode description. Um, We also would love so much to hear your own scary true stories, true experiences that have happened to you. So you can contact us on social media with your own story or mm-hmm. you can leave us a speak pipe message, which you can find on our website or just send us an email at spookymountainpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or even if you just want to say hi. Like, I mean, we yeah. always just want to chat with people. So yeah. do do any of those things above and we'll be very happy.
1: Yeah, because we're always willing to do another listen episode as well. So it relies on your stories, which we all know you have. So, yes. um yeah, we've got a couple in the bank ready to go, but we just need a few more. So, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, even if it's just fucking weird and you're not sure how to feel about it, we'll read it. You know, um, yeah, we'll let you know how you feel about it. <laughs> yeah, we will let you fucking know. We will that's tell for sure. you. Yes, yeah. So we've got our show coming up next week, Geordie. Oh, my fucking god! I'm so
0: G'd up. I, okay, G'd I up. didn't
1: think it was going to go that way. You're like, oh, I'm I, fucking not no, looking no, I'm,
0: I'm very <laughs> G'd up. I'm also nervous because, like, mm. I know. So Steph and I, we're doing our regular thing where we don't tell each other mm. what stories we're going to tell, um, but we know a general topic yes. or, topic. like, genre. Yeah. Um, so I have my genres picked up picked out and I have my stories started but Mm -hmm. I'm so like nervous that they're not uh good enough (laughs) oh (laughs) really yeah just because it's a live show I want
1: it to be just really like
0: scary I've done my
1: first two stories Mm -hmm. and I was kind of feeling that as well I think because as well they're a lot shorter exactly So you don't really get to get into the details a bit more and like try to prove where this like person comes from or you yes, know it's this yes. is quite a brief thing so it's a shorter time frame for I don't sure know. it's kind of an experiment for us as well like maybe yeah. we it will work really well um yep. and people will like it but Hopefully. otherwise it's maybe not and we'll just stick to our normal format yeah i mean i think people are really going to like
0: it we've sold like a fair few tickets already so mm. if you wanted to buy a ticket, you have to do this online. We'll put a link in the notes for this. Yeah, link. Link in the show notes. Link links on our Instagram as well. You can like find it in our bio. But yeah, no no tickets on the door. When you Mm -hmm. buy your ticket online, you can also order food if you want to. And Mm -hmm. I highly recommend you do this because Mm -hmm. their food is the shit. It's so tasty. Um but yeah, so do that if you want to come along. We
1: really want to see you in person. Oh, it'll be so exciting. I know. It's a crazy thing to think about that we're doing a show. but
0: Oh, no. Yeah. And we get to meet fans. We have fans.
1: I know. <laughs> that's so. <laughs> like, that's like the weirdest thing. I but know. But it's, it's not even a year into our podcast and we're already and doing we- a show. We've already got a Patreon. Because I remember, Jordi, we were like, there's no way we're even going to do a Patreon until no. we're like a year in. you like, know. I know. You know and we were just like, oh, my God, I think we actually need to do it already. We we started our patreon like months back now yeah it's been like
0: six months i think we've had it for yeah and we had to start it like we really yeah
1: had to in a way because yeah the fees and the website was all starting exactly and And we
0: just had a lot of people following us and yeah it would be a missed opportunity if absolutely we didn't start a patreon yeah
1: um
0: but i know that Steph and I also want to talk about something oh. else that is very dear to our hearts. So, I've, on a few episodes now, we have spoken about a house that we have dubbed mm-hmm. the Katoomba house, mm-hmm. and it really is kind of like what brought Steph and I together mm. yeah. um in terms of like the paranormal, but also our friendship, like it's yeah. how we really, you know, got connected just, Yeah. In a kind, just kind of, of way, bonded a
1: bit from there. Yeah.
0: And this house was super fucking haunted. Like, yeah, wet your bed haunted. Yeah.
1: Like, people would, that would just come there for the first time would have experiences. And yeah, everyone just kind of knew of this house um, from hearing friends. But I guess so. The, so what's happened? Well, what, it was about a week ago now. <laughs> yeah, it was about a week yeah. ago. So I was just talking to my sisters because me, me and my sisters have a group chat, and my sister just just literally put a link to the house. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and it said um, it was sold last year. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, because someone else bought the house a few years ago and they were renovating it. And I was like, oh, okay, no worries. And then they sold it. And then I was like, oh, my God, I looked at the images and I just sent it straight to Geordie. And I was like, Geordie, what the actual fuck have they done I, to the house? I almost cried.
0: Yeah, it's I bad. mean, I was so ex- This house was like... It was so charming. It was like a cottage. Mm.
1: Um,
0: the was, kitchen had didn't it had the original stove in it. Didn't it had it? the like original
1: the- stove. It had a lot of the original like cabinets. Um, a, there was a lot of the original wood in there. There was wood from outside yeah. that was just mm-hmm. kind of built into because we kind of renovated it a little bit as well and just made it a little bit just make, kept to the theme of the house. Yeah, but so I think it was two guys that bought it. And Fucking it shows, no offense, typical. but, it's you ugly know, as the, the, there was so no ugly. women involved in this, in this just, at all.
0: T- it went from the most charming yet kind of spooky house to, like, the
1: ugliest house you've the ever seen. The bathroom is a completely modern hotel-looking bathroom. Yeah, there's no bathtub. There's no bathtub. The, you know what's so funny about the bathroom? So mm-hmm. that bathroom, if you were to scrape the paint off the floor mm. and the walls, they'd be, like, six Layers of paint of oh, it's different paints. We painted it so, well, my mum because she was a real person of going to Bunnings, mm. like a hardware store, and buying the little um oh, te- yeah. tester pots for like five dollars. Mm-hmm. And she'd come back with like an emerald green and be like, bathroom floor, oh, no. and it would be like black, emerald green, hot pink. There was a rusty orange at one point, <laughs> like she because it was a concrete floor, so right. she'd just always paint the
0: floor some fucked up <laughs> Well, you've oh, got to get the right colour for your bathroom, yeah, know. you know. Can I ask you, did you mm. ever have any, like, scary, spooky
1: experiences in that bathroom? Um. Well, the only, mm, not in the bathroom. Mm. I think that was probably the safe, it's weird your because. a safe place, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the one room that I didn't have really anything happen to me in, Um. Even though my first experience was in front of the bathroom door. Oh, that's the, true. The man being hung yep. in front of the door. But yep. inside there were nights, which is so grim to think about. I'd be too scared to sleep in my bedroom and it would be winter and it would be freezing and we had like a tiny little oil heater in there and we had like big shaggy bathroom rugs. I would turn on the heater in there and I would just bring my doona in and I would sleep on, on floor the floor, in the bathroom. yeah. And that's, like, at least five times I can think of that where I was, uh, like, it was cosy and warm in there. My mom yeah. had, like, a little lamp in there. So it was you know, very hippie, like, potty
0: <laughs> Yeah, so very different to the rest of the house Yeah, in terms of, like, how it felt and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason I always felt kind of uncomfortable because I am, like, a mm. chronic bath person. Mm. Like, I only ever have baths and so i just sit in the bath and,
1: I don't know, I just always felt oh, a little bit
0: uncomfortable in the there.
1: The bath, now I think about it. There was times yeah when I'd be laying in the bath. I think cause it's high ceilings in there too. Yeah. Which does make it seem a little creepier. So mm-hmm. I yeah, you'd be laying back in the bath and it, which was at the end of the bathroom and then it's quite long yeah. where the door is at the other end. Yep. So cuz when you lived there was there like was there like a dark purple like a mauve yeah, kind of wall. Yeah, it warm? was like a red
0: like a Yeah, a so it, d- it was a little bit
1: ominous. Colour. The oh, maybe that's just what it was. Maybe it was just the paint maybe. and the
0: high ceilings and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, don't know, but
1: there was, yeah, it was a little bit weird in the bath.
0: Yeah, I never saw anything in that room or experienced anything. It was just, yeah, maybe just like me creeping myself out mm. a little I bit. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you know anyone's interested in looking at the photos of the house, let us know.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we'll send through we'll, the link. We'll send it. you the link because it's, yeah, it's hard to kind of, I, no, but yeah, I posted photos of of what it looked like back in the day, so quite far back. But yeah, they just did bought like really cheap um, wooden cabinets and just knocked the whole. They they completely closed the door where we've seen many ghosts walk through before. I think they've made the, the ghost angry in that house. Like I reckon they've made it angrier. Ex- oh yeah, this is what I was thinking. Also
0: that the the spirits appeared. Yeah, I don't think they've changed be very it too happy. much.
1: Yeah. The whole front yard's gone. All the grass is gone. They've just put cobbles um gravel. gravel there. Instead of a yeah. front yard. I think especially with the kitchen
0: where it was like it was one of those original like yeah. fire stoves, right? Like yeah. it was um one of those like big metal fire stoves. And mm. so that would have been like original to the property, or at least was, like very close y- to original yeah. to the property. And so it's all I don't gone. know, to kind of disturb all that kind of stuff doesn't feel good.
1: No. No, not at all. <sighs> well, anyway, well, I've got an, a little story just before I get into mine. Okay, um, which I thought was really cool. Which I was like, oh, I've got to tell Geordie this. So, oh yes, I love that I'm um, your go-to for these kinds yeah, of things. It's it's just a kind of little quirky thing that I heard. So I went up on the well yesterday um, to go visit Dylan's family. Mm-hmm. So his nan sadly passed away a few weeks ago. Aww. So we kind of just had like a nice little memorial day for her. You know, went to the beach and everything, and we're at his mum's house, and we're going through all of these photos that she had in the house, and we're you know looking at all these photos and stuff, and we found um, the original telegrams of when she got married. Oh, so they're cute. like these big, beautiful cardboard cards, and inside were like telegrams. That was is posted on there. Yeah, that is so and nice. They're really cool. And Dylan's mum was like, you know what's really cool about that? And, and she doesn't like. I, th- I think she forgets I do a podcast as well. So it's just funny that she just brought this up. Mm. But she was like, yeah, you know what's really cool. So when they got married, they got married at Hampton Court, which is no where. Way yeah, that yeah, is and amazing. she goes, she got married there, and she said. Like my whole childhood, my mum would always tell me on my wedding day she saw Anne Boilyn holding no her head fuck in the gardens. Way, oh my god, I'm about yeah. to lose my shit about <laughs> yep. this. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And she's like, "I." She's like, "That is, I." She would tell me that. I swear, I, I can't even tell you how young I was, but she always said when I was on my wedding day, she looked over in the gardens and Anne Boilyn was standing <gasps> there. She had her hand. Um, Her, her arm head. holding her head. That is so hectic.
0: Yeah. That, so if anyone isn't sure what we're talking about, on our Valentine's Day episode I covered the ghost of Anne Boleyn mm-hmm. and multiple people have seen her holding mm-hmm. her head at like Hampton yep. Court and like a whole bunch of other places around like mm-hmm. England and stuff. That is wild. I I'm didn't no- even realise that people could get married at hampton yeah
1: apparently it's court. like well i mean this was like the 40s or the 50s. oh a while ago yeah, yeah okay wow
0: that's a very amazing. long time ago yeah i would give anything to see anne boleyn's headless ghost
1: <laughs> on your wedding day <gasps> on your fucking wedding day she as was well. getting married and she's like oh shit <laughs> that's a <Whoa>. bad omen <laughs> yeah <laughs> or a well, yeah, good I don't omen who knows <laughs> Oh, my God. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. That is a great story. Thank you for telling yeah. us that. Oh, no worries. So now I'll get into my proper story. Okay. So, um, well, so this week, oh, man, we're going way back in time. Okay. Further than pretty much anything we've done before at this point. Uh, yes. Nice. So I think it's, like, the oldest one we've done. So I, I found this story recently. I thought it was super fascinating and interesting mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone will too, I hope. But, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Mm -hmm. It's about a structure that predates the Stonehenge and the Great Pyramid of Giza. Wow. And this is not something that can be seen above ground as it's underground on a very tiny Mediterranean island called Malta. Okay. So we'll just do a quick brief history of Malta just to kind of if no one really understands what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's a small island south of Italy. It has a very long and complicated history due to being part of Europe. Uh, but at one point the Ottoman Empire tried to invade Malta due to its important location uh, between, you know, Africa, the Middle East, the Mediterranean, everyone wanted Malta. Mm. And, um, yeah, they wanted to gain control of it so they could have full control over the Mediterranean. Okay. So the Christian knights of Malta were known. Now, they were known as some of the best knights they were. They fought long and hard, and they defended the island. Unfortunately, the Ottomans had a much larger army, so when they captured the the knights of Malta, they actually put their bodies on wooden crosses and let them float over the ocean to Malta to kind of like... Fucking it's try to fucking traumatize hardcore, them, but psychological. This, warfare. Yeah, I know. Trying to fuck with them, yeah. but Malta, they they were just like, no, nah, that's not going to fucking do it. That's not going to scare us. So with jokes on their- you. We love dead bodies. Yeah, yeah thank you. These crosses are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so with their prisoners of the Ottomans that they had, they cut off their heads and God. used the heads as cannonballs in their fights. Holy <laughs> just shit! Just so grim. Oh. This is giving me Vlad the it's, Impaler vibes. Oh, yeah. It's just <laughs> insane old fight shit. It's just <laughs> yeah. crazy. Um, but eventually other parts of Europe came to help and the Ottomans were defeated, Meeting the knights still had control over Malta. But in 1788, Napoleon banished all the Christian knights from Malta, from Malta which started the rumour of crusader treasure hidden mm. in many underground caves in Malta. So we're going to now move to 1902. So we're going to kind of flip-flop a bit here, okay. but it'll kind of make sense. Yep. So we're in 1902. There's two men in Malta. They're working on building a new housing subdivision when the floor beneath them caves in. The two men had uncovered what is known today as Malta's hypogeum. Which okay. is Greek for underground. So, have you heard of Malta's hypogeum before? I haven't. Okay, cool. Awesome, or, awesome. Yeah, or um, also known as hypogeum of Cell of Hal as well. Oh my god! So, okay. yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. I was like, I have no idea what this is. Cool, but no, I haven't. Yeah, no, yeah. I haven't heard of this. Very exciting. So, it is a large underground bizarre temple. That would eventually be added to the World Heritage Site list. So the men that found it, they did try to keep it a secret, um, as they didn't want to interrupt the building schedule. Um, so yeah, they continued building the houses, um, oh my but God. while they're doing that, they unfortunately did cause quite a bit of damage. damage. Of course, um, they fucking did. Yeah, fucking assholes. Um, so what they were damaging was the large megalithic circle that stood directly above the underground structure. So it was like this main big part. Oh, they just fucked it up. Imagine being like the boss of those oh,
0: guys who was just like, oh, just keep on just building, keep it's fine. Yeah, I'm sure they paid
1: for it now. I so I hope so. So not long after the workers started exploring the caves themselves and after seeing what was inside they decided to tell a priest. Mm-hmm. Then people okay. ended up finding out about the Hypogeum um, because the priest was like, oh, no, this is, yeah. no, <laughs> I'm not keeping this a fucking Mm-mm. secret. Yeah. So Manuel Magri, he would take over the excavations on behalf of the museum's committee, uh, but he didn't run this very well at all. Architects have confirmed that this is the oldest prehistoric underground temple, oh. dating back to 3000 <gasps> BC.
0: Wow, that's a lot of years.
1: Yes, really thousands of years. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's crazy. It's also been thought to be a sanctuary or a massive tomb due to finding The remains of over 7,000 people (gasps) down there. Holy shit. This is the most haunted location in the world. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? so fucked. There are also a lot of unexplained things in this temple that I will get into later. But um, starting in November 03, so only a year after it was kind of discovered, Manuel, the architect, started to remove some of the really important artifacts and he did not really catalog these at all this fucking guy (laughs) i know he was just so lazy and Mm -hmm. was just like take it yeah take it all out he was taking the bodies so oh my god so many of the bodies heaps of beads amulets intricate pottery carved figurines it's like destroying history destroying yeah exactly on the inside several of the main chambers are still very decorated with black and white checkerboards and the walls are all painted with red ochre in spirals and honeycomb patterns which makes that um which makes it the only place in Malta with prehistoric paintings. Oh cool. Yeah. There are many historic structures above ground in Malta that are still there. However, they're mostly in ruins. So they have not been able to document any of that properly mm-hmm. the hypogeum, though it shows how it would have been decorated oh built, true. and it gives us an idea on how they would have constructed mm-hmm. their temples and buildings back then it's been so preserved soup is it is in like pristine condition down there it's crazy wow it's amazing the entire structure is carved into limestone using antlers flint and obsidian tools oh. and it has three levels When they first discovered it on the ground level, they entered the the top level, so the top, yeah, Mm -hmm. or one, let's just say. Um, And then later they found the other two levels below. But when you enter through the top, you follow the levels down, which are all tombs, and there are specific chambers. There are a lot larger with cathedral-like ceilings. Mm -hmm. Very high up, super impressive of the time. It's just amazing. You would not think that they're as old as they are looking at the photos. Mm. There are lots of little side chambers as well that are actually just deep pits that just drop down into the bottom floor, which is really strange. Oh, like, strange. Just I wonder little, what they were Yeah, for. you think it's like a hallway and then it just It just drops ends. down. Mm. Ooh. National Geographic. Now, they released a story in 1940 that was reported to them about this mysterious structure and Malta's tunnels, apparently. In the article, it states, you used to be able to walk from one end of Malta to the other purely using underground tunnels, but all the entrances have now been closed due to a tragedy. Apparently, a teacher with about 30 children went to visit on a sightseeing tour and never came out and their bodies or any evidence of them have never been found. Oh, my God, they just disappeared. Yes. They're gone. Yes. Now, many of the locals say that this could be a rumour. This mm. could be a rumour. Mm-hmm. But there is nothing else really to read about this story. Uh It's hard with this one. There's not really too much you can find about it. Many people do believe that it was also kind of pushed under the rug due to it being such a small community there yes. and they didn't mm-hmm. want to have such a bad story getting out and yeah, you know, putting them a in a bad light.
2: Mm. Um,
1: although there is an account uh, from a woman named Lois Jessop who worked in Malta at the British Embassy. So she wrote an article titled Malta Entrance to the Cavern World. She has a detailed description of of her first visit to the Hypogeum and how she convinced the guide to let her and a couple of her friends explore a part of the lower chamber on their own. Mm. This is a little excerpt from her article. I was wearing a dress with a long sash that day and I decided to lead the group and I asked the fellow behind me to hold on to it. So with half-burnt candles in our hands, the four of us started through that low, narrow passage, groping and laughing our way through. I came out first, of course, onto a ledge pathway only two feet wide with a sheer drop of 50 of fifty feet or more on my right mm. and a wall on my left. I took a step forward, keeping close to the rock wall side. The person behind me, still holding onto my sash, was still in the tunnel. I held my candle higher and peered down into the abyss, thinking with this dangerous drop it was better not to go on further without a guide. Then I saw about 20 persons (gasps) of giant stature emerge from an opening deep below me. Oh, my God. They were walking in single file along another narrow ledge down below. Their height I judged to be about... 20 to 25 <gasps> feet
2: Oh, fuck that. since
1: their heads came up about halfway on the wall on the opposite side of the cave. They walked very slowly, taking long strides. Then they all stopped, turned, and raised their heads in my direction. Oh, my God. All, semi- oh. <laughs> all simultaneously raised their arms and with their hands beckoning to me. The movement was something like snatching or feeling for something as the palms of their hands were turned down. Oh, fuck that. So That is terrifying. Yeah. So we've entered that. Now, Lois experienced this in the 1930s, so this was actually before the story of the lost children came out. The children. Yes. Okay. And people in Malta – all around the island have actually claimed to hear cries of children underneath oh the God. ground, and they have have not been able to find anything, but they've done, like, full search parties and shit. But, yeah, apparently people around the island, like, can hear children crying underground. It's
0: the kids. It's
1: the lost kids. It's fucked up. Now, if you listen to our Hollow Earth episode you know all about the stories of giants and creatures and weird shit living underground. So this isn't the first time we've heard (laughs) something like this. Um, Although, you know, it obviously sounds super far-fetched and it is interesting. But uh, tunnels underground are nothing new. There are tunnels under major cities all over the world and this temple was uncovered just by luck. Mm.
2: Could
1: the bottom level of this structure really be an entrance to the underworld? There are also articles that state that Malta has tunnels all over the island and even that run under the ocean to the Vatican in Rome. <gasps> Holy shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's some pretty weird shit going on I know. the Vatican it's hard, anyway. It's,
1: I mean, why not, you know? Why not, why not? Yeah. And the Vatican's weird as fuck anyway. It's so Exactly. Don't doubt it. So the whole idea about giants is not something that unheard of. The folklore in Malta actually talks about how it was originally inhabited by giants. So this is something that Ooh. is in their history. Coincidence? There are I think many. Not. Yeah. There are many prehistoric megalithic structures all over Malta, and some of them being so large that they've been claimed to be built by giants. Mm. On the island of Gozo, which is Malta's sister island, um, there are a number of temples that date back to 3,600 BC, which makes them one of the oldest ruins in the world. The structures are named Gjantija, which means the place of giants. So wow. G- yeah, Gjantija, I think. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's spelled that sounds so strangely. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, let's move on. <laughs> Um, But, yeah, one of the temples actually looks like someone's played Jenga with 20 ton stones, like they're fucking huge. Okay. And it stands about six metres tall, so it's a really, really big structure. And scholars have actually looked at this and said that to move one of these rocks it would take 50 men and the entire temple would have taken 30,000 Three hundred and seventy two days to complete.
0: Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of um is it the Inca temples? Inca yeah. Um You know like the temples where it's like really big stones, but they're like very precisely yes. cut and it's laser like, cut kind like of Laser weird. cut. And yes. today where like you would have to
1: use laser tools it, to They're insane. Yeah, cars. I think they're like the in the Inca yeah, because like the Aztec one is like the big crazy. Oh no, I yeah. think it might be the oh, Aztec. I don't know. Oh god, I yeah, sound I know exactly you are talking about. Just not knowing <laughs> what this is. Uh, but now let's get back onto the inside of the Hypergeum, Uh and focus on the thousands of human skeletons that were there. Mm-hmm. So they were spread around the place in piles, and they were removed from the site. There are a few photos that were taken during the time and there are a few research notes as well, uh, but not as detailed as we'd like them to be. But what is interesting about this is obviously the large number of people that are there, did they die there at the same time? Like it's so strange. Did they smell? How did they die? Was it a burial pit? Yeah, is it just like a...
0: Essentially, a cemetery, or were they like, yeah. mass like did they all die at the same or time,
1: or separately, and then were brought yes. there? There mm-hmm. is so many questions surrounding seven thousand, over seven thousand bodies. Like it's just insane. Yeah, it's a lot to consider. And then they are removed. So how the fuck are you going to oh, well, be able yeah. to track any of it? But now, in the research notes that we've got, and the photos, majority of these skeletons. Are human. They look completely normal, but there were a few which also had elongated skulls.
0: Oh, fucking aliens! Yeah, we've hit that territory. We're, we're back aliens. in it.
1: We thought we were going out. No, we're going right back in. <laughs> Though researchers claimed that they are similar to the ones found in Egypt and their mm. serpent priests. So, serpent priests were known to have the long skulls as well. And there was no evidence of tampering these skulls by binding, which oh. was used to stretch it out. So that or was like not wrapping or anything like that. Nothing like that. Okay. Um, so with this strange information, of course, we now have more questions. Um, are these just human skulls, or were they an older race of human that might have died out? Because this is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Are they giants as well? Maybe these are the giants that they saw. Oh, yeah. Or ancient aliens. Are they aliens? Uh I think they (laughs) are. A couple of aliens amongst the humans, I reckon. But the weirdness doesn't stop there. We're going back in again. Well, we haven't left and we're going to go in a bit deeper. Because... In the very centre of this whole underground temple is a chamber known as the Oracle Chamber. It's a large room with super high ceilings, amazing red ochre patterns all over the roof and down the walls. It's like a masterpiece. It looks amazing. But from this chamber, there are many entrances and openings to the rest of the temple. There so are lots of little doorways everywhere around it um, and like little holes and it just looks crazy. Now, the reason why this is so odd is because of the acoustics inside this room. If you stand in that room and just speak at a normal tone, it will amplify your voice to 110 Hertz and it can be heard clearly from any part of the temple. It's said that the walls vibrate and you can feel your body buzzing if someone stands in there or sings or plays a tune in that room. And it's said that pretty much you can stand in there, any part of the temple, and it sounds like someone's talking in your ear, like right next to you. It's like that loud yes, but you can just be speaking normally. But any other part of the temple, if you talk, it doesn't travel like that. But just in that room, you can just speak normally and the sound travels like insanely.
0: I know, so just quickly, I went Mm. to a place in, I think it's in like South Australia, um, like outside of Adelaide, and it's Mm. a, I'm pretty sure that's where it is. It's a place called The Whispering Wall, and it's like a, I think maybe like a retired dam Mm. wall or something like that, but it's really, really long, and it's kind of curved, but it's Mm. like super, super long and one person stands at one end and you stand at the other end and the person like whispers really quietly oh, that's so cool. and it sounds like it's right in your ear i love that it's that's amazing cool. oh it, in it, Australia. it's so wild it's one of the coolest things that mm. i've experienced because this wall is like so big right I've never even heard of that. That's really cool. Yeah. And this I guess it's just like the curvature of the mm. wall just makes the sound kind of travel That's sick. weird.
1: Yeah. See. Yeah. So it sounds like something like this, something I guess. Yeah. Kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this is three stories, which is well, weird. Yeah. yeah it's, it is different. It yeah. is very
0: different. Yeah. <laughs> same, same,
1: but different. Yeah. Yeah. So the University of Malta, they have studied this. A lot. (laughs) And they've claimed that the human brain responds differently to 110 hertz. Mm
2: -hmm. In
1: fact, the left side of the brain is activated, which deactivates your language and activates your emotions. Now, if you were to listen to this tone consistently, it would have a hypnotic effect on you. With knowing all of this, people claim that the chambers served as centres for social or spiritual events and the resonance of the chamber cavities would have supported human ritual chanting and mystic consciousness. Oh, creepy! Which is really creepy, eh? Yeah. Can you just imagine like everyone like in this like weird, like trance kind of yeah vibe, it and oh. kind of reminds me of
0: like Eyes Wide Shut. Have you seen that movie? Oh, With um, I don't think Chris. I have. Oh, it's like boring but very good. Oh, <laughs> and okay. yeah, kind of reminds me of like groups of people chanting. This oh. isn't what happens in the movie, but it <laughs> oh. is like the scene that you just kind of set out. It reminds me of like
1: people chanting and someone's Ooh. about to be like
0: sacrificed. Yes, but- well,
1: that's that, – yeah, I mean now, yeah, we're on the same page. I think yep. that's what everyone's thinking now. Super mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, well, yeah. Once it, it was already creepy, but then you just imagine this room and you're like, oh, no, like yeah, this is weird. Yeah. That's worse. So it's really cool to, if you haven't like looked at the images – Before you listen to the story, because it is a really cool place to just imagine what it would have been like during that time. Um, You know, maybe if there was a ceremony, just hundreds of people. There'll be hundreds Mm. of people placed all around the temple. Super weird, like trance. There's like a priest in the middle. You know, maybe someone's yeah being sacrificed. Who fucking knows? This is some weird shit. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Although it is hard to tell, really, what what actually happened. Um, We don't even know what their religion was back then. We don't know what their technical knowledge was. There also seemed to be an abrupt end to the megalithic culture, so that is also really mysterious. It just ended. And the the National Museum states that Malta was uninhabited for hundreds of years as well. But it seems like during that time, where it was uninhabited, someone deliberately damaged, broke, and burnt. Many of the old structures on Malta. Um, so that was what they were surprised about. Like when it was, it was ruined a long time ago. This isn't right. a recent like damage. So That's they weren't so sure strange. if someone's trying to hide that past. Yes, or if it's yeah. it just someone like vandalizing on. Yeah, fashion. but it's yeah, it's weird because it was so long ago that people yeah. inhabited the island, like hundred maybe a thousand years ago. And it, all of that shit was already destroyed when there should have been no one on the island. So yeah, very strange. It is super odd. Um, but the good news is that the hypogeum was in such a good state due to the fact that it was so humid down there that it apparently just kept the moisture in the rocks. Mm, okay. um, so it was it was completely untouched down there um, when they found it. Even though a lot of shit was taken out, everything else is like is perfect mm, and untouched. That's good. And the the ceiling got a bit fucked up, but um, you know, it's it's now open to the public. It's been open for about a hundred years now, so you can actually go in there. Um there has been a tiny bit of water damage and stuff, but they've kind of made their own like microclimate
0: mm-hmm. thing now
1: because it's part of the World Heritage site, so it's pretty much okay now. Um but yeah, that's my story for today. That's which really is cool. just so weird. Oh god, that part with—it's like, kind of hard to wrap that one up. But it's like, yeah, that's that's, a, that's it. That's it's it. a really cool yeah.
0: piece of history, and mm. that part with the giants literally gave me goosebumps on my skin.
1: I what, could you—they just and, tur- all turned and looked at her, and be like, I'm exactly. Going to find that her that is something. the part that really yeah. got me.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like it's scary enough seeing a bunch of giants, <laughs> like <laughs> spectral so giants, thin, <laughs> I know, and then they all, because it was all at the same time, they looked yeah. at this person, right, like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's a no yeah. from
1: me. It's so strange. Like, it, it's just absolutely crazy. The, the history of Malta, like, just even there are so many old structures in Malta, I could not believe it. Like, mm-hmm. they are amazing, but they're so destroyed that there's, yeah. like, it's hard to really know what they they just had nothing to base it off like oh what it could have looked like you know when you go around like italy or somewhere else a lot of it is still kind of Mm -hmm. standing Mm -hmm. but yeah in malta it's all just like rubbles kind of but when they found that that just fucking changed everything what an
0: amazing thing to find Mm. because i guess like the people of malta now kind of have yeah um some more history to base their heritage off, It's a full, like,
1: they they just love it. It's iconic. You know, if you, like, even just going on Google Maps, it's, like, one of the main things that just pops up. If you just hover over the whole of the islands of Malta, it's, like, Hypergene's here. (laughs) Come check it out.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. I could just – it seems like a very kind of eerie place, though, as well. Yes.
1: Yeah, it'd be very, very dark down there. Um, Yes,
0: and even just, mm. like, not really knowing that part of history with Malta um, because everything was kind of destroyed and then having Mm. this and, you know, there's evidence of possible sacrifice and that kind of shit, you know. It's like, oh, what was Malta up to at these times, you know.
1: Yeah, there's there's, there's all these rumours as well that, like, one of the tunnels – was blocked up apparently which was actually going to lead into the other tunnels to the part of Malta where there could have been like the treasure being hidden and it just it goes on and on and like it's just crazy how complicated it can get with that but it's like a mystery
0: knows? story a mystery novel or yeah, something like yeah.
1: that <laughs>
0: yeah well all right we're going to um, get a uh, spooky I'm so right scared. now <laughs> and I don't often do, oh, I don't think I've ever done this, but okay. I am going to give a trigger warning. Oh, shit. Um, before my story, because it does involve mental illness, mm. self harm, disordered eating, and we're going in a white yeah. graphic scenes. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, this we're is like,
1: can I can I use this and just unplug my headphones? Not <laughs> <laughs> <Lord, I'm> joking. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> no, I mean, are I'm you mean home enough. alone, or do you have no? But Dylan's <clears throat> like, when Dylan's asleep, he's not he's waking asleep. up till the sun's up. So even if I needed help right now, something was happening. I'm on. my You're own. alone. Yeah, so I'm alone.
0: Well, uh, just also to preemptively um, create the feeling of eeriness, I will be playing an audio clip.
1: No, I know what you're fucking doing already (laughs) now. And I I hate it. Sorry. I hate it so much. This will be the
0: last of my super super spooky stories. I I promise. My my next one will be like the equivalent of like my Simpsons predictions stories or something like that. But we do have to we have to we have to do this. Yeah no it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine. It's fine. So this week I'm going to be talking about a case that is pretty well known, probably due to the fact that there was actually a movie based on this case. I'm going to be talking about The Exorcism of Annalise Michelle, mm. which the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose was
1: based on. Uh, do you mm. know this one? Uh, yeah, I do. And yep. the, the, the image... Yes. The, the yeah. one image. Yeah. And uh, I, I always, everything I fucking do on social media, that image pops up of her and I get so scared. Oh, yeah, the real life image. The like real the life photo. image of her, the real life one, which if everyone knows what the story is, then you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. I
0: yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, that it. image also just kind of stayed it's, with me for
1: life. It's, since Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. First I can, I'm I seeing it right now. I can't even see you. All I can see is her. It's the image. Sitting there. Well, She's telling me the story now.
0: Yay. I'm so happy that I'm just (sighs) going to spook you. Okay. So I've had this story pretty much in the bank um, since the beginning of the podcast and I've been umming and ahhing about doing it for so long because Mm. this case sits on the line of not actually being a possession or a haunting but actually a case of Severe neglect towards someone mm. who is extremely mentally unwell, but I've decided to do it as it's a, a very interesting story, nonetheless. Yeah, for sure. And I guess everyone can kind of make up their minds at the end. Yeah. So, Annalise Michelle. She was born in 1952 in an area of West Germany called Klingenberg and she was born into a family that were violently Catholic, severely devout Catholics. The way that they followed and dedicated themselves to their Catholicism meant that they believed that to be absolved of your sin, others must sacrifice for you to be forgiven by God so, for example, Annalise and her siblings would often sleep on hard wooden or stone floors in the middle of winter or skip numerous meals to absolve oh. the sins of people uh, of addiction, people in homelessness, thieves, robbers, etc. Mm. They believed that they were repenting for those who were not in a position to ask for forgiveness currently on their own terms. So Annalise was described as a very likeable and bright girl who was extremely generous and kind. And aside from the extreme religious upbringing, her childhood was quite regular, like a very kind of standard upbringing.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Aside from the religious shit. Mm. So... The strangest of Annalise's life would begin in September of 1968 when she was 16 years old. When Annalise one day was in school, as she usually would be, when she would experience the first of many seizures, and it was a kicker. She started convulsing on the ground and her classmates said that when she entered the seizure, it seemed as if she went into a trance-like state.
1: Right, okay.
0: So I personally have worked in disability before. So I've experienced and supported a lot of people uh, having a mm-hmm. lot of different varying types of seizures. And I know that this can be quite typical for some to kind of go into a trance state. So for the classmates to witness this isn't totally out of the norm, but it is Mm. something to take note of, I guess. Yeah. Annalise said that after she came out of her trance and out of the seizure, it felt like something was pinning her down and sitting on her chest, making it hard for her to move and breathe easily. It wouldn't be until, yeah, so that's, I mean... that's fucking weird. It's weird. I don't know if that can also
1: go along with, like. Just have have a like mm, chest pain or, like, that heavy feeling you get. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you might have just, you could probably describe it differently. Say Someone saying it felt like someone was pinning me down. It felt like she was pinned down. Because yes, it wasn't even just her
0: chest. It was, like, her shoulders were kind of being yeah, down. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, very weird. So it wouldn't be until one year later that Annalise would experience her next really big seizure. Her parents found her convulsing in her bed in the middle of the night, along with all the other things that come along with a big seizure, such as losing control of your bladder and frothing at the mouth and such.
2: Yeah,
0: It was at this point that her family decided they were going to seek medical attention to try and help Annalise, as they were quite worried for her by this yeah. point, as you would be. Yeah, I hope so, yep. They took Annalise to a neurologist who was named Dr Luthy, who ran tests and did brain scans to try and find out what was going on with Annalise. After doing numerous tests and brain scans, Dr Luthi, as well as the regular family doctor named Dr. Vot, could not find a single thing wrong with Annalise's brain. No sign of epilepsy or anything or any reason why she should be having these seizures. Okay. Because usually if you have epilepsy, you have like this big thing Mm. like glow (laughs) if you're getting a brain scan like there's areas of your brain that kind of glow and you know that's weird there's big signs of you know Mm. um that kind of thing um yeah so because of this the specialist really couldn't do anything for annalise and she was just sent on her way (laughs) over the next three years annalise's seizures and convulsions continued in fact everything she was experiencing just intensified and got worse. She eventually was prescribed an anticonvulsant medication and an anti-seizure medication called Dilantin. And during this time of her being prescribed the meds, more tests and brain scans were run, and again, absolutely nothing appeared on the results despite her um, seizures getting worse. Annalise and her family were really scared for her health. It wasn't just affecting her physically, but mentally as well. Around the same time as this, strange phenomena started occurring around Annalise. She began hearing loud knocking sounds coming from somewhere inside her bedroom And these knocking sounds were heard by her sister also. Oh. So we know this was not some kind of hallucination of Annalise's due to her seizures. Oh, okay. Yeah. Something else that was really strange that we know Annalise experienced was that she was beginning to hear a voice telling her that she was going to burn in hell. Nice. Yep, yeah, pretty nice. Her mum would also randomly just find her angrily staring at a statue of the Virgin Mary with eyes that her mum described as being jet, jet, black.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. That is so scary. I know. Imagine finding your daughter just like. Yeah, just turning them around like, oh,
2: oh, no. Just stand
0: outside. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Oh. Uh, so Annalise's family grew more and more concerned for their daughter, uh, so they decided to once again visit Dr Luthy, the neurologist, mm-hmm. to seek further help. In this meeting, Annalise would tell Dr Luthy that every single day she felt like she was being followed by an odour that smelt like burnt faeces. Oh, yeah. And this was a smell that the rest of her family confirmed that they were smelling as well. So, again, not a symptom of her seizures. Mm. She also told Dr. Luthie that she felt like she had the devil inside of her. The Michelle family was advised that the next best course of action would be to admit Annalise into a psychiatric hospital. This was all around the time of spring 1973, so Annalise was around Mm. 19 years old. Annalise willingly agreed to being admitted into the hospital, and after weeks of being there with medication changes, medical treatments, amongst other things, her condition was still getting worse with nothing really helping her or her condition. So they're oh, all just the kind of
1: family. Would have been like, what?
0: What do the you fuck do? Still, yeah. Her seizures were so bad as well. It's not even like the smelly. Yeah. girl and you know the uh-huh. voices and stuff it's like she's convulsing and that's very dangerous it's so
1: traumatic as well like i've only seen one seizure in my time and it's oh it's horrible it's so scary because it's terrifying yeah you, you just everyone's on alert straight away like make sure they're okay they don't bite their tongue make sure they don't yes. hit their head like yeah. it's just on every, like so to deal with that that part only but let alone everything else everything that's happening else as that,
0: well yeah. I mean, as I mentioned before, like, I have experienced a lot of people having a lot of seizures, and you never get used to it. Mm. It's always just like, oh, my God, okay, what do you do? Like, you know, and there's so many different types of seizures as well, and it sounds like these seizures that she's having are, like, the real big ones.
1: Um, Yeah, It sounds like the major seizures.
0: Yeah, not good. Mm. So it was at this time while she was in hospital, that Annalise also began having visual hallucinations. And for some people who experience seizures, it is a possibility to have visual hallucinations. But Annalise began having these outside of her seizures at times that weren't before or after a seizure. She said that she would be walking around the hospital and sometimes she would look at a person's face, and it would turn demonic. Oh, no. (laughs) Which is the last thing that you kind of want. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. The face would contort and twist into something that looked like a monster. And according to Annalise, sometimes these faces would look at her and say, you're going to rot in hell. Hmm. This... (laughs) <laughs> oh I really feel sorry for this girl. She this is so sad. An innocent little Catholic girl, and she's yeah. being, you know, uh, traumatized. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. So, this was the beginning of Annalise's thoughts moving from her attention being on her seizures to the possibility that she was actually, in fact, possessed. Right. And this is what was causing all of this to happen to her annalise eventually would come to believe that she was possessed by six demons and she expressed to her family with them agreeing that modern medicine just wasn't going to help her all this situation she was in mm. so As a group, they decided that they would withdraw Annalise from the medical system she was in and the hospital she was attending Mm -hmm. and instead they were going to seek answers within the Catholic Church. And in the beginning of their search for help within the church, they had a really hard time finding a figurehead that would help Annalise.
1: Oh, I bet. Yeah. which Coming to someone with, with this kind of... Yeah. Story or like history of this girl, they'd be like, oh okay. Like you sure you don't want to try medicine a bit more? Like
0: (laughs) this is to be honest, I was very surprised. I was like, Yeah, the Catholic Church, they probably just fucking think she's Hmm. possessed, you know. But yeah, apparently like every priest and clergyman they approached just rejected
1: their ideas
0: of spiritual healing. And yeah, they mm. were told that they just needed
1: to further seek medical attention. Yeah. Which they, ca- yeah. They, they they really don't like doing exorcisms. They don't they really don't like that whole side of things. They try to avoid no. it if they can. I think yes. just to give it a bad name, I think. I think that's what it is. I yeah. think it's the
0: reputation of exorcisms and stuff. Yeah. It's become such a big thing, you know. Mm. So Annalise and her family were at a loss and what made it worse was that Annalise's condition was still becoming worse and worse despite the fact that she was still taking anti-seizure medication that was in fact a stronger type of medication than what she was taking originally oh okay yeah everything's getting worse medication's getting stronger nothing's working Annalise's behaviour would eventually become more and more concerning and also quite obsessive as well.
2: Mm.
0: Every single day she would frantically complete 400 squats, refusing to stop until she reached that exact number. At mealtime... 400
1: would, squats? 400 fucking squats. Fuck, her thighs must be... I know. Be oh, Thighs of steel. I want this demon.
0: (laughs) Come on.
2: It's the only thing that would get
1: me working out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, she would just like obsessively squat and squat until it was like 400. No Mm. more, no less. (laughs) Uh, At mealtime, she would crawl under the kitchen table, refusing to come out, Mm. barking like a dog anytime someone would approach her. Mm. And she would stay under there for days. Oh. For okay. days. For days, she would yeah. be seen crawling into corners of the house, behind curtains and behind beds, finding spiders and eating them off no. the ground. <laughs> yeah. Annalise, no. And Annalise, go. Come on. No, no, come on, girl. There's <laughs> dinner on the table, girl. Come yeah. on. <laughs> you're literally being served meals and you're eating spiders. Oh my God. <laughs> She would also rummage through the fireplace and eat leftover coal amongst oh my. the ashes. For fuck's sake. Uh, so, her teeth would be like black as oh well. Oh, no. <laughs> coal. Ugh. She would feverishly pray for hours every night. And she would even be found licking her own urine off the ground. Huh. So, okay. very All interesting right. taste tastes at the moment, taste buds.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Okay. She would. Destroy! Um, oh, I just had a really weird noise come through my earphones. Did you hear that?
1: No. <gasps> oh that no. was so weird. Oh, okay. I wonder if that'll pick up on the recording. I hope so. What? What the fuck? That what does it sound so like? Fucking weird.
0: I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a weird
1: squealing noise. Oh, okay. Oh, I feel really strange. Okay. Oh Awkward. no! Oh, I'm gonna t- I feel like I need to turn the light I on know. now.
0: <laughs> I didn't even hear it. Oh god! I listened to a podcast episode about this the other day, and um, the people who were hosting it were like, um, oh no, the episode after they were like, we just want to let everyone know that we had so many people emailing us that when we were doing like the Annalise Michelle episode that like their audio cut out, their computers shut off, like their phones just randomly shut off.
1: What like, the fuck? Yeah. if, if, if Jodie, if we get a blackout right now, we have to <laughs> – Spooky Mountain's over. Like we're done. That's it. We, we can't. We're not, we're we, not cannot doing continue.
0: we cannot fucking continue. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay, I'm feeling strange, but it's all good. It's all good. I'm just going to keep on going. Yeah. Anyway, so Annalise, mm. she would – also, destroy crucifixes, holy pictures, and statues, as well as rosaries that were being kept in the house. Annalise Ooh. also appeared to display what was described as superhuman strength, at one point, throwing her sister across the room like a rag doll. Oh, and crushing an apple into smithereens with a oh. single hand. <laughs> Hectic. <laughs> yep. Oh shit! This is all types of behavior that is very concerning, no matter the situation.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yes, very uh for a, unique for a little behavior. child to do that. Yeah, that's fucking. Ter- if I even yeah. if I saw Dylan crush an apple like that, I'd be like, No. damn, <laughs> this is this is not normal. But yeah, yeah. for a little girl to do that. And throwing her sister like a rag doll as well. Let's exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm pretty oh, sure if... she's, like, existing on a diet of, like, spiders.
1: Oh, yeah, true. And that's pretty yeah, much it. Yeah, you spiders, know? dust, coal.
0: So maybe, like maybe
1: she's onto something, though. The squats, the 400 squats of the spiders might Ultimate be source of the protein key to, mm-hmm. to being
0: strong. It's the secret. Mm. So with this strange behaviour... Annalise's family really ramped up their search f- uh, for a priest who would help them in their situation. Uh, you know, they really felt like they were in a super dire situation by this point. They eventually found a priest who was named Father Ernst Alt, who mm. was willing to help Annalise. Hmm. And he truly believed that Annalise was possessed and all of her symptoms were not due to any kind of epilepsy or medical conditions. After consulting with the Michelle family, Father Ernst decided that he was going to seek a request from a local bishop, a bishop named Arnold Renz of the Catholic Church, to give him permission to perform an exorcism on Annalise.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So permission was given from Bishop Renz to begin the exorcism of Annalise Michelle, and so over the next 10 months, Bishop Renz would perform 67 exorcisms on Annalise. 67. 67. Oh, yeah. Oh. Isn't that a lot? Because it's oh. oh such a, like, I mean, I haven't personally gone through an exorcism, but... I feel like it would be so intense and mm-hmm.
1: exhausting, and it's like seeing how one exorcism is looks fucking crazy. Like yes, let we- alone sixty-seven of them. Yeah.
0: Oh. Okay. Throughout these exorcisms, strange voices would regularly come through Annalise, telling the holy men attending that there were, in fact, six demons that inhabited the body and mind of Annalise. Lucifer, Cain, Judas, Nero, Fleischmann, and Adolf Hitler. Upon researching this, I wasn't sure who Fleischmann was, so after looking it up, I found that he was a priest that lived in the 16th century who was defrocked after being accused of assault and murder. Oh, what the fuck? hmm ap- Apparently he was just a very evil dude, very, very evil. How the fuck does evil.
1: she even know that?
0: Exactly. So apparently at this time it would have been almost impossible for Annalise to even know who Flashman was, mm-hmm. let alone the details she was giving about him during the exorcisms.
1: Right. So They're this is a de-
0: very strange aspect of her exorcism, exorcisms yeah. that she was able to do that. Oh, my God. During these sessions of exorcism between Annalise and the clergyman, Annalise would speak in a guttural, gravelly voice that was extremely different to her own, a voice that her family didn't recognise at all. Mm Mm-hmm. She would speak in different languages that her family knew she had never learned. She would talk about obscure demons and parts of history that, again, seemed to be outside her spectrum of understanding. Mm -hmm. Annalise would hiss, growl, scream and make sounds that seemed almost impossible to create. Mm. Because of this, it was decided Pretty early on in the piece,
1: <laughs> Steph, you look so stressed out. I'm fucking stressed out because I know you're gonna play the recording soon, and I'm so scared. I'm so scared,
2: Jordi. I'm so scared.
0: But for everyone <laughs> listening, I can see Steph I'm as I'm talking into my microphone,
1: and, <laughs> and you look a little bit scared. I'm like sweating, it's <laughs> I'm, and it's so cold. Your <laughs> so last story was so scary to me, and now I'm just like, what? <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, my God. Okay, I won't do any more. No, no, keep the, going. Wait, no, going. okay. No, A I love podcast, this. I love this. It's fine. This podcast is called Spooky Mountain. I know. This is what we're here for.
2: <laughs> what have I done?
0: Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, fine. It's fine. Okay. All right. So, um, yes, because of these sessions, they decided that they were going to record. Yeah. They, they decided to record mm. the sessions. And so... Because of this, today we have a large record of 42 recordings of Annalise Mm. herself speaking while apparently possessed by these demons. Mm. So I'm going to play some for you. Just a warning. If you are easily spooked, this may be a lot for you. Mm -hmm. And just to note that in the beginning of this audio, you can hear Annalise talking – in her regular voice before it changes into all six demons, periodically. So, have a listen. Okay.
2: Yeah, ich will auch für die anderen leiden, damit die nicht mir hier kommen so. Aber das ist dann so schlimm, ist so grausam, so furchtbar. Nee. das, das mir leid, das ist so so haben das haben wirklich schlimm. Da will mein Vater, meine will mein Kind. Ich kürze. Nein, ich mir Oh, so eine oh, oh. drei. Ah, wie, 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 wie. Was ist so das er Gottes. Die müssen in eigenen Seminaren ausgebildet werden, die dürfen nicht auf die anderen Universitäten Kapiert? Klar. Das ist da sonst noch etwas zu sagen? Oh, weil das... Oh, weil, weil... weil... Weil der Teufel größere macht.
1: Uh, it's from just listen, listening to that. I know.
0: That is just one part of one clip. So mm. that is actually one of the less scary ones. <laughs> oh. Yeah, although that's the only one I could find. Um, mm. That was definitely legal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they range from oh, just... Her speaking in different languages and making different noises and
1: wow.
0: even though that one is quite creepy, is tame in terms of
1: right. things that I happened. Mean, that is I mean to think of her throat doing that. You could you could not do that. It's for just that so long. wild. Your throat would be ripped. And she did it for hours. Yeah.
0: Hours, hours, hours yeah. n- numerous times over, like, you know. Like, even just doing exorcisms. that for, like,
1: five seconds going, like that. Uh, you can't it destroy talk and vocal- do that. It's like,
0: yeah. No fuck. way. Yeah, so pretty oh. intense. Um, yeah, so after these first few exorcisms of Annalise, things did initially seem to improve a little bit for her. Mm-hmm. She stopped having seizures altogether. She stopped having auditory and visual hallucinations. Things improved so much for her that she actually re-enrolled in university, uh, the one that she had to drop out of due to her condition. Mm-hmm. She was feeling pretty much back to normal. Mm, she okay. started seeing friends again. She began attending church again. But unfortunately uh, this was wouldn't last and Annalise did start going back downhill in the spring of 1976 oh. and all her symptoms hit her like a ton of fucking bricks once wow. again and she would experience them just tenfold.
1: Oh, just like snorting fucking coal and eating exactly. spiders like just oh, yeah. out of nowhere. But, but worse, yeah. Okay. So this
0: time around- Annalise would start to become violent with her uh, family members as oh. well as the clergymen, and it was a really tough situation because if they were around her, she would harm them. But if she was alone, she would harm herself instead. Oh. She would bite and scratch herself and cut herself as well as throwing her head and body against the wall. Mm. She also completely stopped eating, even Mm -hmm. the spiders, and Mm. she would tell her family that the demons inside of her were not permitting her to eat. Oh. So despite her extremely frail condition, she still continued to exhibit almost superhuman strength requiring multiple grown men holding her down to stop her from hurting herself. Crazy. Which
1: seems almost impossible. That that does seem impossible, yeah. Even if she was, like,
0: ramped up on adrenaline, Mm. it shouldn't take that much to hold this
1: girl who doesn't eat. She's got a very tiny frame and for someone that doesn't eat. Yeah, and she
0: was, like, very unwell too. Like, she was just generally very sick by this point.
1: Yeah, that does not make sense.
0: It really doesn't. So all day, every day, she would be seen standing up and instantly falling down to her knees to intensely pray, almost Mm. as if she wasn't physically able to stand without just dropping down to pray.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And because of this, she actually ended up breaking both of her kneecaps oh. and she tore the tendons in both her knees as well. Broke her kneecaps? She broke her fucking kneecaps. So that is intense praying. If you're breaking your kneecaps because-
1: Oh my. Yeah, I didn't think that was possible. What's I guess you can shatter them. Yuck.
0: Yeah, yuck. Yuck. And despite these injuries, Annalise did not seem to be affected by any Mm. kind of pain at all and would continue to just drop to her knees and Mm -hmm. move as if she wasn't injured. The family of Annalise continued to believe that the intervention she needed was spiritual and religious intervention as opposed to medical intervention Mm -hmm. and Annalise agreed with them on this opinion, Mm -hmm. although – I think it's fair to say that she may not have been in the healthiest state of mind to be making these decisions, but then up comes the moral dilemma of like, well, she's an adult, so she has the right to refuse mm, treatment even if she's unwell. Yeah. it's a complex issue. Very,
1: very tricky.
0: Yeah. And yeah, some say that she should have been force fed. As well as forcibly treated with medication, right? Uh, but the Michelle family and the clergyman dis- continued with the exorcisms, and ultimately, the last exorcism of Annalise would take place on June 30th, 1976. By this point, Annalise was extremely sick she was mm. so fragile and frail weighing under 36 kilos Whoa. which is it's about 80 pounds for everyone mm. else in the world um which is so frail you know yeah her eyes had huge black circles around them mm-hmm. and her eyes they also just looked very sunken she couldn't walk properly and she still wasn't eating Mm. Her lips were damaged and chewed and she had marks all over her body from self-harm, such Mm. as the biting and scratching. During this last exorcism, her only words would be, please, absolution. So, as I said, the last exorcism was on June 30th and by the next morning, which was the 1st of July, Annalise Michelle had passed away. She was found that morning by her family. She was dead in her bed. Mm. And it was concluded that she had died from starvation mixed with dehydration. And she was only 23 years old. Oh, my God. So young. Like her Mm. life is barely.
1: What a started. horrible fucking life she's had.
0: That is... Yes, and most of it's just taken up by exorcisms yeah. and, like, extreme religious practice. Yeah, that is horrible. Yeah, and so at the time of death, she weighed only 30 kilos, about 68 pounds. Very quickly after Annalise died, word spread like wildfire around Germany of this woman who apparently was possessed by demons and underwent so many exorcisms, but ultimately died. Mm -hmm. Newspapers all through Germany were printing her story and wanted to know more. Mm. Perhaps because of this coverage, police within Germany caught wind of this story and investigated Annalise's death. Annalise's family were charged with negligent homicide and taken to court in 1978... And even though they were found guilty of negligent homicide of Annalise, none of them ever spent a day in jail for her death as the courts found that the time they spent suffering through Annalise's illness and the court proceedings, it would be almost like time served. Right if that makes sense. Okay, so yeah. They were like, you've suffered enough, you know, you're guilty, but we're not going to send you to jail. Yeah. Bishop Wrens as well as Father Alt and one mm. other priest were all found guilty of negligent manslaughter oh, and okay. they were sentenced to only six months in jail, but this was also suspended and they never mm. went to jail either. Mm. So not one person stepped foot in a jail cell for Annalise's death. Okay. After Annalise's death, there was an autopsy performed, which still found absolutely no damage or sign on her brain that would have given any reason for epileptic seizures or convulsions, quote, not even on a microscopic level.
2: Hmm.
0: Something else that was noted during Annalise's autopsy was that there was a total lack of ulcers on her body, which is usually present during a severe case of uh, malnourishment or starvation.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So Annalise could be an outlier in this just being some kind mm. of unique case, but it is mm-hmm. quite strange, nonetheless, yeah. you know, that it's that she doesn't have any of those signs. Yeah. So as much now as back then, people are extremely split down the middle with the opinion of whether Annalise was actually possessed or if she was just very unwell and her family and the clergyman Mm. caused her neglect and ultimately her death. Mm. I personally think that even though there was some pretty strange stuff happening, that her family were guilty of mm. neglect, even if this case did involve some kind of possession, mm. they totally lack the foresight to also continue with medical care, saying mm-hmm. that she was so unwell. Mm-hmm. Even if it was alongside the exorcisms, it may mm-hmm. have made a difference in some kind of way. Absolutely. So what do you think? What what is your opinion on
1: this case? Uh, yeah, like I, I'm I'm in both boats. I, I think it's definitely a mixture of both. The parents are absolutely neglected her towards the end. Like first half, you can see them trying, and yes. then they kind of just left it in the hands of the priest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I probably would have gone that route too. And I'm not a religious person, but I think with seeing all that medicine not working, but I yes. still would have kept that element going definitely along. You know, g- getting like a drip or something to keep exactly. her hydrated. Even if you have to tie her down, like try to keep Tire the bitch down. Her fluids I going. Mean, and, you know, you do what you have to do, but like, yeah, maybe it is. It's it's so it's a very complicated story because obviously, I do think something's happened there with her. The fact that um, you know she had that crazy ass strength. The shit that she knew about, yeah, the the strength literally makes no sense. And then also claiming that these people were talking through her, which there's there's no way she would have known them. How was she doing those voices? For a girl to do that for hours and then not lose her voice doesn't make sense. That's not physically
0: possible. No, and she was like in by that point, she was like in bed all day, so unwell, like. I just can't imagine that she would have. I don't know. This might be a bit of a like, um, oh, what's the word? Like not a gimmick or something, but mm. like, um, I just don't feel like she'd have the energy to keep no. that up for for hours on no. end. No,
1: and and the strength is something you can't really explain it either. If like, not at all. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a bad case of like the uh, unfortunately the family that she had while going through all of that it's yep. just super super unfortunate that they just didn't really um, take care of her as much as they they could have and they just kind totally. of like it's in God's hands God it's in God's hands comforted. now and it's like nice yeah. you'll let her die <laughs> like well,
0: that's the thing is I I mean I agree with you that mm. there was weird stuff happening and in the beginning they tried to get like you know the neurologist on board mm. and um, the medications and the psychiatric hospital blah 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 but by the end when they saw her so sick they should have just
1: hooked her up with a drip i mean yeah we would just be like stop the exorcisms, like just get her this well this is too much you know? she's going to fucking die like let's yes. just get her into a hospital or something and you know
0: that was the cause of her death like yeah dehydration yeah. starvation yeah um but yeah it is it is quite complex because it's like well she does have the right to refuse these things cuz apparently she did yeah, she refuse does. them
1: yeah and I, I kind of get where they're coming from as well by not even putting the parents into prison because obviously they, I, I don't think that they, they weren't doing, I don't think they would have done it to like harm her. I think they, they were doing it to kind of be like, yes, this will fix, it'll turn around, it'll turn around. Like, this is what they'll be believed. okay. Like, they were, I'm sure they would have been fucking, like, this is was years of torture for them as much as her. Yes, that I don't think prison's going to do anything for no. them. Like,
0: and I know their defense in court was possession. They yeah. weren't like, "Oh, we didn't know. We're sorry. We were naive." Mm. They were like, "This girl was possessed." Yeah, um, you know, and yeah, she died due to this possession. So yeah. it's,
1: it's very complicated. So um, complicated. Fuck. It's yeah. such a fucking hectic, hectic story, story right? Like, yeah. I was
0: so unsure whether to do it because it's like, um, I can't say this is all just a possession because yeah, mm. there is such a massive mental health aspect that mm. um like comes into it, but I guess it's good to kind of look at both of those sides and I think
1: so be a bit yeah.
0: skeptical on stories like this, and definitely, you know.
1: Yeah, you did it. Re- you did it really well. I I, I really liked Thank it, you. even though the recording really scared me. And all I can see is that girl's face. So I I have know.
0: To. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll post the photos. Uh-huh. But if you feel like creeping yourself out, just look at photos
1: of Annalise Michelle, yeah. and uh, you won't sleep tonight. You'll not sleep. Yeah. Oh fucking hell! All right. What a, a cracker. Fucking good one to end on. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was a good one. Yeah. Hell yeah! All right. Well. I'm glad we did those stories and I uh, hope you all liked it. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Check out our show notes because our, the link to our show is in there. Yes, um, we and really I want also, you to come along. If you can't make it, that's okay because we are recording it and it will be available to our Patreons. I think it's yep. the second tier. Um, the second Hobbling tier, Goblins yeah. will be able mm-hmm. to watch it. So, uh, yeah, if you want to sign up and check out the video. I mean, there's other videos on there too that you can watch. Yeah. Um, that's the
0: thing is we have like lots of all our um like holiday episodes that we mm. record video it's only available to patreon so
1: yeah uh you can watch us you know be drunk
0: in those yes and yeah and get, and get a little, little
1: bit silly
2: fun. yeah um
1: but yeah thank you so much to our patrons that have signed up as well you guys are amazing we love you um yeah and i guess we'll I'll leave it there the mm-hmm. and we'll speak to you next week all right hey Bye. bye
2: <laughs>
0: this episode of spooky mountain was created and recorded on land of the original custodians the gundangara and bidigal people we pay respects to the past present and emerging mob My name is Geordie and I'm a proud Gunya woman. Thank you for listening.